0: buddy. Welcome to the genre of Your Life. I am one of your hosts, Doug Jones. With me, as always, are my three great co-hosts. First off, Mr. Nick Johnson. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Blessed to be here. How you doing? Doing all right, man. Another week down, man. We're almost a weekend. Living, living for the weekend, right? Hell yeah. All right. Returning to the show, ladies and gentlemen, our, one of our founding co-hosts as well, Mr. Moses Lai. Welcome back, sir.
1: Hey, welcome. Welcome back. It's great to be back. You know, I uh, I've been I've been away um you know, into the skies. Now I'm back on the ground floor. I'm ready to go.
0: He's Mr. Hollywood, he's being very modest. He's been working on some pretty cool projects. I know he's been grinding in LA, so welcome back, my friend. We missed you. <laughs> Thanks, Matt. And last but not least, the one, the only, Mr. Joel Kindlin. How are you, sir?
2: I'm okay. Uh I'm ready to go on my
0: usual rants on these podcasts. I feel like I'm the ranting one. <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, you know what you you would fill that quote perfectly, the ranting one. The ranting about how how he hates Disney so much, that would be your title, my friend. On your business card. The rantor about Disney, Joel Kindling. the host. <laughs> my business card uh,
2: doesn't say any information. It just says fuck Disney. <laughs>
0: That's it. it just... <laughs> I'm not I still like the business card from uh, the social network when he goes, I'm CEO, bitch. Hello, <laughs> mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, everybody. Right, welcome back to the show. Or welcome if you're joining us for the first time. Welcome to the genre of your life. Uh, this is a show about movies, TV, why we love entertainment, reviews, film reviews, TV reviews, everything all in between rants, as we heard before. Uh, a little bit of housewarming, uh, housekeeping, uh, as always. You, find, you can find the show on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music. And now we, we launched on Google Podcast last week, which is a huge deal for us. Thank you for that. Uh, If you want to find the show on social media, you can find us at Midway Midway, Midway, Avenue Productions on Instagram, as well as TikTok. I've been trying to grow the TikTok a lot more with reviews, reactions, updates, uh, early screening updates as well. So, follow us on there. And as always, hit that follow, subscribe button on Spotify or your favorite podcast platform of choice. Leave a review and rating. It helps the show out tremendously. And as always, thank you so much for your support. So... Gentlemen, this show, I think all of us can th- talk about this in-, in length for sure. We are all A24 appreciators. I think we are kind of the generation of A24 you know, filmmakers. We're kind of like inspired by those kind of movies, whether it's Barry Jenkins or Credit gerwick or the Safety brothers. Or the Daniels, you know, we kind of like, us kind of like recent film school kids, kind of like, we're kind of like, we're up in that era of like, E24 movies, whether it's Moonlight or Anka Gems, Lady Bird, The Lighthouse, stuff like that, so, as we're all appreciators, I want to talk about tonight about, you know, because I'll, I'll be reviewing Bo is Afraid later on the show, but I think we all can appreciate good E24 movies, and I want to go around like, kind of like, around the group and say, hey, you know, what kind of 8:24 24 movies have stood out to you the most of like, the past couple of years, and... Why do you think these movies kind of just, you know, hit off the top? You know, why they kind of connect with audiences? Why are these movies are now winning Oscars? You know, these original kind of like low, middle, mid- mid-budget movies are, are doing so well on in movies or at home or on DVD or whatever or streaming. So, Nick, with you, I'm going to go first to you, Nick. So, what have... In the past couple of years, A24's kind of on the rise of like great independent filmmaking, most of these great concept of movies. What have been some movies for you that you've, been, that you've been kind of like, wow, I was so impressed with this movie or these directors, and why do you think A24 has been kind of hitting more than you know, usual? Well,
3: for me specifically, um, one of the first A24 movies I remember seeing was was Hereditary, and because I'm a huge horror movie fan. but the main the more mainstream horror movies they were going kind of stale like they were just seeming um, extremely formulaic so it was like yeah. okay here's the premise it's like a haunted house or a possession or something like that and you know here's some jump scares but even the way that they were doing the jump scares it was just kind of like well y'all just kind of keep doing the same stuff so when i saw hereditary <clears throat> excuse me it was this movie to me it was genuinely terrifying and but it was still like it was more of like a like an atmospheric kind of moody terror you know what I mean like every or disturbing rather the movie was disturbing it wasn't scary so that to me just kind of stuck out and also the um just the way the the narrative was like you can look at it as a horror movie just at, at like face value or if you wanted to you could look at it on a deeper level, like, well, this seems like this movie is more about maybe just just a um, a dysfunctional like family dynamic, or even about like mental illness, and that you know maybe because mental illness. Uh, can be hereditary and it's like okay well maybe that's what it means and then like I don't want to spoil it necessarily but there's certain like clues and and stuff like that where you can you can look at it this way and you can look at it that way and it's it's ambiguous so I that's what I like the most about it um you can draw your own conclusions and it just it creates a a completely unique horror movie experience and you know even with uh the film The Witch like that movie because I saw that what was it like um it was like before college started and it was like wow 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 like that that shit was kind of cool too cuz it was so kind of like well like like what is what does it mean and you know what is like what is this symbolism and what is that and so the with the the A24 horror movies specifically they're it's like an onion you know what i mean like there's multiple layers and that's what i enjoyed about it it wasn't just i'm sitting here for an hour and a half and there's a few jump scares and then credits <clears throat> now um it was kind of like that with, with Midsummer too. Like I just I just liked how they did it. Like it was it takes a genre that I love and it does something different and it's it's like it's it's an actual like film instead of just a movie, if that makes sense. Like we're not just making something for you to eat popcorn and escape to for a little <laughs> bit. Like we're actually trying to tell you guys a story. And even films, even A twenty four films like outside of that horror genre, like um everything everywhere, all everything Everywhere, always at once. Um, that movie to me just kind of has sentimental value, but because um, I just saw it around the time uh, uh, Julia had had passed away, so like I'm always gonna have that that special place in my heart for it. Um, but even with that, like it was like again, like I just I liked how they like told the story, and it was like it was like they're always deep, you know what I mean? And with yeah. um like like uncut gems, I'd never. I'd never had a movie experience like that in my life. The whole <laughs> movie was just like, I felt like I couldn't fucking breathe, bro. And like the, the way it ended, I, I it's not even like I didn't expect it to end like that. It was just, there was so much going on at a time that I didn't have time to think about how it could end. And then like the ending, it just, it still like made me think like, okay, well, did I like it? Did I not like it? Well, if I liked it, why did I like it? If I didn't like it, why didn't I like it? Well, what does this represent? Again, so it's like, they're all just just really fucking like fascinating films. And they're all of them at their core. Um, they are artistic films. And that's that's what I like about it. They're not just cookie cutter, you know, well, we got to make a movie real quick, so let's just pop one out. Like, they're all unique stories and they're all told in unique ways. So that, that's that's me, personally. Yeah.
0: I remember, honestly, I remember seeing Uncut Gems with you, Moses, and Julia opening weekend. I remember walking in, like, wow, the theater's pretty packed. I wonder why. And mm-hmm. I remember just our, our four, four of us, especially it was you, me, Moses, and uh, Julia. And we were like, I remember all four were kind of like hunched over, just like feeling like, oh my God, oh my God, what are you doing? Just go home, just go home, yeah. just do this, like do this. I remember like that effect that had on like us as a group, but also I remember the audience was like, so like, they're into their seats literally because it was just like, oh my God, what's going to happen? What's going to happen next? What is he doing? What is Sandler doing? Why is he doing this? Why is the bad decision yeah. after this? I agree with that. That was that you know, you've experiences in movies whether it's like an endgame or a Black Panther where like you're cheering, you're going crazy, it's awesome. And to your point too, like I think A twenty four movies give a different kind of experience, whether it's in like, like Midsummer, which is very disturbing, very in your face kind of like during the like, day kind of horror.
3: Dude, that's that's one of the scariest movies to me, because it's like you're it's the the whole premise, like, you're in a group of people and they're all doing crazy shit, but none of them think it's crazy, so, like, that to me, it's it's a psychological terror. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can't, like, escape, you can't escape a place where everyone's crazy, because nobody knows that they're crazy if everyone's, like, on the same shit. I'm not saying that they're all crazy, but, you know, they're all just kind of on some, like, other, uh, on some some other type of shit. So, (laughs) like, that to me was, that shit was, like, insane. Like, that's, and like you said, like, it's daytime. There's not a, a lot of like horror movies that take place primarily in the day and are still fucking terrifying, right? So right. again, it's like they're always doing different shit and it's it's innovative too, which I, I like a lot.
0: Yeah, you know, what, to, to piggyback what you just said, yeah, I mean, I still haven't seen Hereditary, and I might I might watch it now after seeing Bo's afraid. I might not because like it's kind of disturbs me what what he makes, whether it's. I've seen Midsummer, and I remember you're like, I see Midsummer, seen man. It's just watching it. And I remember I was like, ooh, like, this kind of give me like, you know, feeling kind of like bugs under my skin. It was really crawling mm. on me. And I was just like, ooh, no, but I admire for what it was. It, it wasn't my cup of tea personally, but I was still admired for that. It, it was original. It was great acting. It was kind of like the birth of Florence Pugh as mm. kind of like, kind of leading <laughs> actress, which is really cool. Um, but oh, I I agree. And I think that they give their. Yeah, I mean, anyway, but yeah, I agree. It's definitely that, like they kind of like give like. Artistic, artistic, artistic freedom to their creators. And now with Moses, I'm going to ask you the same thing. You know, you, someone as a filmmaker yourself, you know, you take inspiration a lot from A24 movies. Remember you know, us in college talking about like open night, talking about you know Barry Jenkins how he shoots movies. You know why moonlight has this kind of lighting, this kind of this kind of storytelling. So for you, for, for you, I say the thing. Like, what kind of mo- A24 movies kind of stuck to you the most throughout your you know film school career, now post college film school career now in in L.A. and Hollywood, like what movies got to you the most and why do you think A24 is kind of like leading the game in like great storytelling, great filmmaking for this new generation?
1: Um, I mean, with, with A24, you know, for me, they just, you know, um, they are very innovative. You know, uh, one of the things that I love so much about A24 is that you know, they give you um, one thing, you know, from the movies that I've seen, Maybe except from that horror, horror genre that they do and everything like that, but from the rest of the you know uh, genre, you know, like drama and you know um, comedy and everything like that that they you know love doing um, is that they give you you know a, sl- a slice of life experience you know uh, which is which is amazing you know from from Moonlight you know which is my best my you know favorite film of all time to you know the Florida Project. Yeah. Um, to Minari, you know, to everything, everywhere, all at once, you know, you know, um, all of these projects and everything like that, you know, that come from A24, you know, they give you that, you know, they give you, you know, this feeling, you know, that, that, um, uh, that you're kind of like, kind of not alone a little bit, you know, uh, yeah. that, that people in this films and everything like that, these characters, you know, almost share the same experience as you do. You know, um, and uh you know that's the reason why I like I like it so much. You know, they they like hold your hand kind of in the theater, you know, as you're watching a movie by saying, "Hey, it's all good." You know, don't worry. Um, Like every little thing is gonna be. And no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, uh, we <laughs> this
0: is a karaoke man, Ron Shpong show. Yeah,
1: no, but, <laughs> but, well, they, they, they definitely you know, they definitely take you there, you know, Um, you know, as as much as I, 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 uh, you know, crazy sci-fi adventure, you know, everything everywhere, all at once, you know, at the end of the day, you know, that film was, was about, you know, a a mother and daughter relationship, you know, Um, and everything like that. So, you know, that's, that's what it it was, you know, from Moonlight, you know, that, that story was about, you know, a, a young boy who, Wanted, you know, uh, uh, love to be surrounded, you know, um, surrounded around him, you know, uh, to, you know, to Minari, you know, um, a, uh, you know, a a guy who basically wanted to build something in, in the U S you know, to build his own, you know, um, uh, his own generation of sort of like a wealth, um, a little bit, um, and uh, you know that's, that's the reason why I love you know a twenty four because those are the films that give you, um, you know uh, the, the the meaning behind you know uh, what it is to be you know kind of human you know um, a little bit and um, and and yeah you know that's that's, that's the reason why you know a twenty four films are always gonna feel feel very very connect- connecting you know in a personal way you know, um, especially, you know, towards, you know, our, our generation, you know, um, and everything. So, um, you know, if if we are very much, you know, if we don't want to watch a Hollywood film or, or not Hollywood film, if we don't want to watch a Marvel movie or, you know, a DC film or any action movie, you know, we go to 824 to feel, to feel some comfort in a way, you know, um, and um, yeah, you know, uh, they're always you know pushing they're always innovating, you know, and um you know that's why they're gonna keep doing their thing, so yeah, they're
0: always do they're always innovating, and i think I like what you said too, because especially it's like you're right it's uh I call it kind of the brush of fresh air that I think filmmaker that uh think audiences theaters need to, you know like you said if you don't want to see avatar, you don't want to see Marvel, you don't want to see the next big blockbuster, you want to see something kind of like more down to earth and look at that low, but below to mid budget, or something kind of like that can have so much, so much emotion and bring you know attract you in despite like kind of like the pitch of the movie or the the trailer or the poster of the movie. A twenty four kind of thing is kind of the king of that. I, I, I do believe that because they brought in a lot of audiences. And again, to to Moonlight's credit, especially, and I think I. Yeah, you know, when when everywhere, everything everywhere all everything everything everywhere all at once won, I was like, "Oh, A twenty four's big win." And I'm like, "No, no, no!" People forget. Moonlight was A twenty first big Oscar win. That was a really big deal because this was like this, you know, little studio that kind of came up through like through the Fox Searchlight, through the you know Focus Features, you know, through the Universal, Paramount, everything. And I think A twenty four really had a big opening when Moonlight won because look, this this move this that Moonlight was a very personal story. The very beautiful story it was shot beautifully. It was directed well. It won a bunch of Oscars, and I think that I think that Oscar one was a huge deal for them because it opened up a lot more doors for filmmakers to like young filmmakers to kind of like come in, tell their stories, like you said, have really emotional stories, like a Minari, like A Moonlight, like A Lady Bird, like I'm trying to think what else too, uh, other movies are kind of like very personal to him because it shows, you know, like these movies don't really be a huge spectacles, they can be larger than life and a very low budget kind of show of movie. And also, kind of, just show like, hey, look, we can reach audiences. And, you know, when I saw Bo was Afraid at the screening on Tuesday, like I walked in, everyone was wearing like 824 shirts or hereditary shirts. Okay. Uh, midsummer shirts, and I'm like looking around the audience. I'm like, wow, this theater is very young. Like it was all people like our age, maybe like late 20s, maybe film, sc- maybe young, maybe into the film school, mid 20s, late 20s, early 30s, maybe mid 30s. But there wasn't a lot of people that were older than us that were like in the theater. And I'm like, huh, look at this. This is kind of like this, our generation, or maybe a little bit older than us. That like these are the th- movies are kind of like touching the audiences, t- touching our age group that is, and bringing people in. So it's cool seeing that, but again it's it's very fascinating to see this move these new movie, these new 824 movies kind of break the barrier and you know Joel, i mean you and i have seen the first 824 movie i remember ever. I think it was spring breakers in 2013 and we were like who the oh, hell is making this God. movie and we were like are these guys insane like what are they thinking like what kind of and i remember this funny look there was a 24 movie yeah, it was it was that and after the movie ended a twenty four screen rep hey, do you want to see another movie like this now a few a few doors down another theater and me and Joel were like hell no we were not and it was um it was uh, uh, Sofia Coppola's Bling Ring and me and Joel were like we're going to get food no <laughs> Joel was like no, no thank you <laughs> we went and we left it, so, it jo- was <laughs>
2: nothing against A twenty four it was just uh, the I think know. we talked about this last. The last last, one. Uh, yeah. last episode, yep. where Spring Breakers, a lot of people surprisingly love it, but in all actuality, it's a dumbass movie. <laughs> like, it's so <laughs> dumb, like you know, like it, it really is. It's it. It was just so ridiculous. But a lot of, like, young people, like, what the, the age we were in, like, high school and stuff like that, they really loved it. Me and Doug hated it. And so we turned down that movie. Plus, we also saw trailers, and we didn't really give a fuck about Bling Ring. So we were like, really no, we're know. definitely... Like, if it was something else, you know what I mean? Probably me and Doug would have been like, yeah, we can go get some food later. Like, well, fuck it. We'll it. Because we're not so, like, oh, my God, a company made a bad movie. There's probably other shit movies in them, you know what I mean? It was just like, we were like, God, fuck no. Like, we already saw all this shit. Like, we're going to go get food. We have no interest in Bling Ring. Right we had a
0: so, bad taste in our mouth from it yeah, <laughs> a bad so bad in our
2: mouth. so it's, uh, it's still so bad I, i've never rewatched it ever it's one of the movies i've never rewatched. Wait, why, why didn't you all
3: uh like uh spring breakers like that what, what was up with it because i haven't seen it yet
2: <laughs> <Don't want laughs> okay to talk with so it. <laughs> okay so here's the thing about spring breakers right so you know obviously you think all right so this is an A24 movie and you think okay this is going to be spring break you know girls this hire was early A24. college yeah our college go uh, do spring break they have a lot mm-hmm. of fun and you know selena Gomez leaves and it stopped being that and it like took a weird twisted turn into like this I don't even want to say underground life, just sort of a weird life, you know. Uh James Franco, whose character oh. was was basically uh riffraff, Riff Raff, the rapper, raf. you know, the typical mm, okay. guy. Yeah, he was literally like his character was based off him. Uh mm. and so it it got weird. Uh his ex best friend was uh Gucci Man. And, you know, they had a feud, but like also like it just got like there were scenes that were way too long or a little weird. Like, there was twins and they're like, they share everything. I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. It was weird. Uh, okay, and it then sounds also, like I would be watching this movie. The yeah. girls... Oh, don't. The girls <laughs> put a gun to James Franco and he they just shot? started sucking on them like it was a dick. So, oh, we are like... And it's an uncomfortably long like it goes scene. on for a long time it was a few like it was a good five to ten eh, not ten but five to like around eight minutes long like where minutes. you're just like it felt like 10 to 15 minutes where you're just like can we go past this like we get it it's just uncomfortably long and then Why? towards the end they decide to attack Gucci Mains, like like little like island of mansion like- compound of Oh, like a a legit, like 50 to 100 thugs, like big black dudes with guns, machine guns, bulletproof vests, right? The girls are only wearing bikinis and ski masks. And, you know, they're on a boat. They're driving to it jane franco hops off and he's walking and the camera passes him and there's a guy like shooting at them and the mm-hmm. girls kill him and we're like oh where's Dan franco character the camera turns back around and he's dead <laughs> so we're oh like God. oh he's he died right off the bat and so these little huh. girls both holding two guns go through the compound standing in the center like not hiding or anything standing in the center Wearing only bikinis and ski masks, take out a compound of thugs with machine guns, pistols. Again, bulletproof vests. They kill them all. They go in, kill Gucci Man, and then they take one of his Lamborghinis, and then they start crying. And the movie ends. They're like, I miss home. And the movie ends. And we are like, that was fucking stupid. Like, that was, what the fuck was that? I miss Selena Gomez. Like, Selena Gomez was the only one carrying that movie. she's she like, no, I'm, out, I'm out. <laughs> Her character yeah. left. I was like, I'm so glad <laughs> Selena Gomez is a part of all this. But I loved her character. Like, after that, we are like, yeah, this movie got weird and turned to shit. Like, it was really bad. Like, I did not like it. The concept, nothing about this no. movie was good
0: except Selena Gomez.
1: It just made okay. you
0: feel like uncomfortable at times too, like the long sex scenes like in the pool like oh, again, yeah. there's, there's no music going on. They're just like weird sex and like over the top sex scenes and there's no music no too. Music. It's just like just no music. It's a really weird scene. These really drawn
2: out scenes of like. And that was around I, the time that Vanessa Hudgens was going through a lot too. Yeah. Layer to it, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: So you, sh- you're, so you already know what was going. On. Like you know, uh, nothing against. Vanessa Hudgens it was just I, I, and and so after the movie you know they talked about it and mainly the sexing towards Vanessa Hudgens yeah. in a film like this they didn't really give a fuck about any of the other characters it, it was just sort of a bad publicity for Vanessa Hudgens she didn't do bad it was just like you know everything going on in her life they pinpointed her out to which I felt bad for her but yeah. it, it was also just like a great shit movie and just awkward scenes yeah
0: he- the guy who made that movie is Harmony Kareen. And I don't know if you're familiar with Harmony Kareen. He's very... He makes these very, like... Not, not so much like Ari <laughs> Aster kind of movies, but he makes these kind of very weird, like... Very, like, unsettling kind of movies. Not, not like hard, but more, like, unsettling in a way of, like... It is like, very like
3: comfortable kind of to watch.
0: Yes. And he's nice. done that with a couple of movies that he wrote. what we a movie called Kids That I Watched in Film School. I don't know. most, I don't know, like most of class, maybe I like, you were in the class, maybe, like. I think, was, I, I think you. you told it me was, about you. that movie. It it was, was, you. Yeah. you told me about that. Yeah, like, you, you told it, me you, some it, crazy yeah. shit
3: about that movie, man.
0: Yeah, dude. I remember seeing kids in a in a film school in college, and I was like, oh, man. I'm like, kind of like, because I, I remember it was, like, it was like this kid wants to like deflower Take these Virginia take virgin take girls' virginities all over the city, and mm-hmm. he's having he's having raw sex, and he had like he kept getting he, he had like AIDS, but he kept yeah. giving he kept he kept like having sex with these girls. Cause now, I, like, I don't no. think because
3: I remember I I think um what was the professor's name of that class in uh was it oh, Scott? Man. I I think so because I think the when he was breaking it down to us, he was saying like he didn't this 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 kid character he didn't know that he was sick, but the film follows one of the girls that he got sick. So, like, while he's out and about, like, doing his business, she's trying to find him to make him stop because, like, she's trying to help him out, like, hey, one, you're sick, so you need to, like, see someone about this, like, you need to get treated. And two, you're spreading that very sickness to, like, everybody that you, you know, come into contact with. And so oh. it's like, that's an interesting premise, but... You know, like I think I think I saw like the opening of it because I think he showed us the the first scene in that class. Yeah. but like I, I think you were telling me like, yeah, man, this writer, like he's done like this, this, and this with like other types of films and shit. And, like he kind of just like takes it too far a little bit. And it's like like, I get like everybody has their own style, but oh, of course at, at the same time, it's like just me personally personally, like, nah, like, I respect it, sure, because that's, that's your style, that's your vision, that's the the story you want to tell. I'm probably not going to be jumping out of my car to go see it, you know?
0: No, yeah, and it's very, it's very I don't like, I yeah, right, It's artistic creativity is one thing, like, you know, this is my vision, like, you know, people have their vision, you know, Chris Nolan has his vision, uh, Spike Lee has his vision, uh, it has this kind of style, Jordan Peele has his style, you know, uh, Tarantino has his style, for sure, but... When you make movies like that like what he what he does there is not i mean you you can admire like the hard work the again making a movie is very hard work no matter what it is whether it's a short film indie film commercial movie tv show whatever IMAX film whatever um, mm-hmm. video game it's a, it's a lot of hard work and I, I, I admire for you know the crews everything the cast whatever but when you make when you make movies like that and it's very calm, like unsettling <laughs> and very like that's your kind of brand. To me, I don't want to watch that. I want to see stuff like, you know, with Spike Lee do his first movies, like do the right thing or, you, you know, or or like, you know, nope, or, get out with with Jordan Peele. So it's like there's there's there's, there's, there's having creativity in your own stuff, but when you make it very kind of gross and very like disturb kind of like disturbing in a way It's kind of like I get it, but also it's like it's like it doesn't sit well with me or a lot lot of audiences, in my opinion personally. So have
2: you guys you guys watched the Meyerowitz Story Off on Netflix, right? With Ben Stiller and Adam Sandler, right? Uh, No, I have. uh, I'm familiar with it though, but I haven't seen it yet. Okay, so one of the characters has a daughter, and she's really into film, and it's and you're watching it, but you could tell like the way. people are like oh okay this is really interesting it's a really cool like film idea but in reality you're just like what the fuck okay she's just topless most of the time and stuff like that but it's like you know it sort of shows like how certain people it, it the film within the film right Mm-hmm. reminded me of you know spring break and stuff it was just really weird where you just like people like this stuff and they think it's creative and interesting and you're just sitting there in reality you're just like what the fuck is this like what the fuck is going on myra's story is great the, the, the movie that the daughter makes is just
0: weird and do you remember that uh i remember i remember that we talked about it after i watched it like a few years ago and i said you know what this is kind of like this isn't his style, but Noah Baumbach, who made that movie, who I'm not the biggest fan of his work. I think he makes some really good movies. He's very good at making like good performances out of actors, but he's married to Greta Gerwig, who did you know Lady Bird and uh, um, i like a Little mm-hmm. Woman, who, who's was doing Barbie. But I remember that for sure, Joel, because we were like, yeah, that's. I get we're trying to like try to explore like you know film students like creative freedom, and you know as some as all three of us went to you know film school at at ASU, like we saw a lot of films that like. Had, they were kind of like again. I know I we also have films that like our fellow classmates made. They're like, wow, this is really amazing, or oh, this is very kind of like personal to me. And so, I mean, look, I mean, look at. I remember like Nick. i seen your short films. I remember Moses. You know, short film. We did Golds his senior year. It was like Moses had his like right. that, that was his voice and that was his passion of like I'm gonna make this movie because it's very personal to me. I saw the vision. He wasn't making like you know weird shit about yeah look yeah look this look at this dude's ass the entire movie or look at this dude well, yeah, no, we talked <laughs> about <laughs> how like
2: that's that stuff was making fun of it because there are people like that you know it sort of reminds me of the people that are real big fans of yoko Ono. yeah you know i mean <laughs> like like yoko you you see the 70s and how like some you know you you hear a lot about like some people making movies or even like movies talking about like in the 70s like you know, a lot of the young people that wanted that freedom, that creativity, like, you know, you see them and it's just really like, all right, here's a sex scene and stuff like that. And they're filming it it's like, oh, it's going to be a part of my movie. That, like, film reminded me of that, like, within the Myra oh, story. Sure. And so did Spring Breakers and, like, certain other movies as well where you just like, I don't really understand what you're trying to get across with this group. Like I, I see that you're being creative and trying to be different, but also it's like at the same time you have to ask yourself, what the fuck am I doing at this point? Right. You know yeah, what I mean? so, yeah. So but he, uh, yeah, before yeah. we
0: Yeah, um, no, I I I, I I agree I agree with that. It's funny things like that joke, because you said that perfectly examined like, like Moses knows this story. I, I won't tell anyone names so because I don't want to expose anybody, but in uh, my shoot. freshman year film school uh, it was that same class I'm talking about, Nick, that it was like, I think it was most I were in that class and I was part of this group that was doing the short film and the guy that was running it just like wanted to make some really kind of like raw stuff. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to be part of this. You're you're my group. And I was just like, I don't wanna be be a part of this because this makes me uncomfortable. He goes, No man, this is, this is art, man, this could be a great movie. And I was telling Moses the script and Moses was like, Yeah, man get out of that group, get out of that group, get out of that group. <laughs> Moses was like, No man, get out leave leave that group right now. It doesn't good it isn't good for your career or for your or for your film. And I was just like, yeah, because like he wanted to prove like, oh, I can do this movie as a as a student filmmaker. And he was so this guy was so rude to like the crew and mm-hmm. to me to the other the other the director, that everyone, the cinematographer, and the the movie turned out so bad that the the filmmaker the, the presser didn't even show it because it was so like kind of like. Not offensive, but it was very—it was almost borderline offensive. Where I was like, "Yeah, why am I putting my name on this? Because I'm not proud of this." And like, but I had no other group at the time, so I was kind of like, "I'm kind of screwed with this." And I remember like, Julia was a part of it. She goes, "Dude, what? What the hell is this?" And I said, "I'm sorry for getting involved in this. I apologize. I need—I need to get someone, actor in this group because it was like we were down to the last minute." And to your point, Joel, exactly. Like they think like, "Oh, I can do this because look at me. I'm—I'm making a statement. Look at me. I'm a—I'm going to be a student filmmaker." And it's like, "Yeah, man." But you kind of like, there's yeah, there's a there's a line between being in. Create you know, having a great creative vision and then trying to be offensive and kind of like have the shock value because not always that. that, 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 that I mean, when it comes to that, like you're trying to prove a point, I, I don't want trying to prove because there's you don't want to disturb people and make people uncomfortable watching a, again a student film, let alone a huge major motion, multi million dollar movie. Because at the end of the day, it's like, what was your, what was your point here?
3: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like uh, even even like with passion, you can be like super passionate about a film, <laughs> but you got to take into consideration like like, the ethics of what you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, it's one thing to have, like, let's say, just because this is, like, an easy example, if you want to have, like, a love scene right between a couple, like, sure, there could be, like, you know, you see them, like, you know, like, kissing, and maybe there's, like, some nudity, but at a certain point, all of that shit kind of, it can become a little bit gratuitous, because you gotta ask yourself, like, you can, you can be mature, and you can kind of, like, show this and express this, but... Are you doing it for the sake of the story, for the sake of the scene, or are you just doing it, like, because you can? And then that kind of goes into the whole, like, you know, just because you can do something doesn't mean that you sure. should do something, mm-hmm. you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, you know, there's, you got to be, like, tasteful with everything that you do, you know,
2: so.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. So you, you were saying, Joe? Um, right.
2: Uh, I was going to say, because, you know, I feel I, I want to talk about A24 more yeah. at this point. Uh, was uh after Spring Breakers uh, A twenty four did did the creativity part perfectly. You know what I mean with a lot of great films, and that's why they stand out. You know, because uh, it it what it went from Spring Breakers to literally the next year to to uh, which was one of my favorite films, and I I recommended this to you, Doug. Uh, Green Room which is uh such a fantastic movie yeah it it, it, yeah i i love that movie so much it's one of my favorites it's tied with good time and uh uh uncut gems you know and it has a great cast uh it has the late great anton yelchin Mm -hmm. uh before he passed um and then also uh someone that you're not used to seeing play a bad guy but does it really well in this is Patrick Stewart which is really good Uh, and just a lot of great other actors that you'll recognize as you watch the movie Uh, and it's just a great film Um, but they, the, the, I've you know, to, to back to your question of like why we think why we think, you know, A twenty four is standing out and a lot of, you know, young people and older people I know as well are, are enjoying it is that they are still pretty new mm-hmm. and I feel like they're still upholding to what, you know, film is. Yeah. Uh like you know, when Warner Bros. came You know, and for a very long time, they did movies and they let their directors do their job. They let the writers do their job. And nowadays, a lot of production companies take that power away from the writers and directors. And just like, "Eh, we believed in you in the beginning, but at some point we just, you know, we know what we're doing better. So we're going to take over and we're not going to let you have free creativity. And the directors are basically in shackles or they're fired mm-hmm. and then they bring someone else in to finish someone else's job. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, no, absolutely.
2: So, you know, like and, and and so, you know, the so A twenty four, they're a company that lets their directors and writers have that freedom. Yeah. And so a lot of their movies are fantastic. And another thing that I want to point out is unlike a lot of Production come a lot of production, you know, a lot of movies nowadays. A24 is diverse in their films, yeah. you know. What mm. I mean, every film is different, you know. What I mean, like they can be in the same genre, but none of them are exactly alike, you know. Like, no. we love mm-hmm. Marvel movies at some point they all started combining together and i don't mean story-wise i mean ant-man and thor are basically the same movie even though they're different characters you know what i mean a lot of movies start blending in together because the production company again doesn't let their directors have that freedom and the writers and it just blends into the same thing and you get so tired of it that's why we're so tired of a lot of movies that's why like you know a lot of people that like going out to go see movies are starting to stream more and a lot of the people who stream don't really see a point going to a movie yeah. it's not only because these films are going straight to streaming <laughs> but because you've seen one movie from a company you've probably seen another you know like some of the comedies stale some of you know like it really sucks, but with A twenty four, their films are very original and are very diverse. You know what I mean? Like Good Time, I haven't seen another movie like that. Green Room, uh, Green, Knight, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Green Jams. Night, right? Uncut Jam. Green Night was very interesting, very dope, and, and yeah. And so you know, that's why I feel like they stick out. That's why you know you say like it's a breath of fresh air because. You've seen an A24 movie, but you never know what the fuck you're gonna expect. And you love it. Mm -hmm. And it's not something that they're trying to make where it's just like they're trying to state something and you're like, what the fuck did I just watch? Do though they do have those movies like The Lobster, which is a very strange movie, but at the same time (laughs) at the same time, you keep watching it though, because it's interesting. But overall, their films are really well, and they yep. they truly believe in the people that are making it. You never really hear about a twenty four fucking or never heard about a twenty four firing a director or anything like that like because they truly believe in the team they let them do their fucking job. you know so yep. i think I think that's why uh a twenty four sticks out um, nowadays because you know, <laughs> what was it film? before it was film it was plays and before even and around the time where plays were being made there was also um the little uh what is it you know uh chinese st- stories you know where they used the little puppets and everything on the tiny little stage and everything you know, oh, yeah, those, yeah. Mm-hmm. those. The reason why we had these and have developed over time, and people still love them, people still go to plays too, and musicals and stuff like that, is because, it's because we, we, they are basically guides to, even though something is realistic, something sort of impossible or something we probably never have experienced but at the same time understand and can relate you know what i mean films are and plays and everything are not only escapes but sort of sort of their own worlds taking us into something different that we can feel comfortable within and experience new things and just enjoy over time. And I feel like production companies have lost that sighting and only are trying to save money and make more money. They stop being uh, entertainment an entertainment industry, but more of just money industry. They just want to focus on the money, and they lose that. And A24 has not taken that way. They, <laughs> they, they stick to that, and I truly love that.
0: Yeah. Anyway, to your point, Joel. Too, I'm I'm like to piggyback as well. Is that you? You're, you're right. They're giving, they're giving people, they're giving a hey, young young filmmakers a chance. They're giving uh, filmmakers of diverse backgrounds, whether they're black, Hispanic, Asian, white, purple, brown, you know, red, um, female, male, both, you know, uh, um, you know, anyone, you know, anyone that really can, like anyone that can like, wants to make a movie. They're giving they're giving people a fair chance to make their like personal stories. And the one movie that I want to bring out, I think that we can all relate to, was mid nineties. Mid nineties was a movie that oh, I remember so seeing, good. I remember seeing with Nick and three other people, and I remember just like I think because we're all we're all, and we're all um, you know young male filmmakers, but also too is that we're you know we're also we're, we're very inspired by people who kind of make who, who kind of take risks, I think, or change up the kind of like the status quo, and that's kind of like how Jonah yep. Hill kind of like fit in of like how he came from the kind of like goofy, kind of like. Uh, you know, uh, goofy fat kinda, character. Yeah, yeah. He was playing like kind of the, he was kind of like the designated fat character for most of his movies, and you, you saw that in mid nineties. He kind of like broke the barriers of like, you know, um, um, of like, hey, listen, this is my personal story. I, I, you know, I, I was, I was a kid that was very lonely in the nineties of, of in L.A. That I didn't have. Yeah, I think I think a lot of I think a lot of uh, people can relate this, but I think male, I think boys in that age, in that age, that age, kind of like those years are very relatable because it's like, who are your friends? you want to be around with who do you want to like kind of spend your time with you know family isn't there for you right now so, in your opinion but like or maybe or, or they never were so it's like who do you want to be around and i think the mid 90s kind of captured that kind of like that great adolescence of being a young young boy in that kind of like during that time period but also that age was timeless for you know when you're in your mid when you're a when you're when you're tweens or teens like you're kind of like you feel kind of like this kind of like you kind of feel lost, even though it's a very young age, you kind of feel lost of, like, who am I? Who's my friend group? Who can I look up to? Who can I, like, be around? And I right. think Jonah Hill, that movie, really funny at times, but that movie starts kind of as more, like, a, a drama because it talks about this kind of, like, loneliness and trying to fit in and finding finding your people, finding your group, whether it's skateboarding or rap music or music in general or, or, or filmmaking or whatever it is. And that movie kind of shows, like, a, a diverse cast of black people, white people, uh Hispanics, um, uh, girls, boys, and it kinda shows like even when you, you, you come from a broken background, there's people out there that'll have your back. And I think that movie kinda shows that perfectly of like Stevie when he was twelve years old or thirteen years old, whatever, he's looking for that friend group and he found those people, they weren't the best they weren't the best influencers for sure influences they were called like on like kinda like burnouts, but they were kinda like they all brought something to the table. And it was like once one wanted to be a filmmaker, one wanted to be, you know, um Actual good pro skateboarder, skateboarder. the one wanted to kind of like fool around. The one wanted kind of like this, like be with his family, who's very abusive towards him. And it just shows like how amazing these stories are, so like relatable. And it kind of shows like yeah, these are, yeah, this is a million dollar movie, moment million dollar movie. But it's what Moses point earlier too was that it's you can relate to these stories because they're so true and they're authentic and they're not like oh like and- Hollywoodized.
2: And that movie showed male depression pretty well because don't forget about the older brother, you know, as well. Because, you know, uh, it showed that, you know, the brother didn't, it it seemed like he didn't really care. But as time was going on and a lot of shit was going on, I think, uh, what was it? What's his name? The main character's name? Um, Uh, Stevie. Stevie came home. I'm pretty sure that was when he got home drunk and his brother's like, what the fuck are you doing? This and that. And, you know, they're fighting, but you you could see the brother start crying eventually, you know, because he cares about his little brother. Even, you know, older teenage boy, a lot of them, you know, when they have little brothers, they show, like, sort of they don't care. But in reality, they do. And his brother was having a hard time, too. He didn't really have friends. And he was, you know, crying. And, he, yeah, it was just it showed male depression uh, really well, and overall, I was very happy with this film, because it got General Hill out of that stint of playing the fat character, they all, you know, the, and a lot of things like that really affects, you know, actors and people, because, you know, if you, uh, what's his name? Ah, fuck. Uh, Animal House. He, he's dead. Oh, uh, Belushi? yeah, Belushi, you know, he wanted to, you know, do serious movies and he tried and those failed and, you know, once you're stuck in that, you know, like, it can really affect people and so, you know, to see Jonah Hill get that stint of, you know, like, this type of character and to do something that he really wanted to and now is expanding on that with, like, even the Netflix documentary with his uh, therapist. I really did. uh, I really am happy to see that. So, you know,
0: yeah, dude. And I think, you know, and I think we're all you know, we're all you know, filmmaking, you know, we're all like, you know, movie buffs. And I love I think we all appreciate how he filmed mid nineties and that kind of four by three ratio, that very kind of like the grain that like it felt like an authentic movie from the 90s, like how we shot it and how we kind of, like, how had the, you had know, the steady cam and how he had the camera set up here and there. And, you know, it's very impressive when you see, like, kind of, like, creators or, you know, filmmakers kind of t- take that gamble of, like, bringing back the old, but also, like, making it feel very kind of, like, modern at the same time. But, like, I, I love that look-, look of that movie so well because the grain, the black bars, the 4 by 3 you know, everything about it is very authentic. And also, that's probably one of the best soundtracks I've ever heard in my life. They had a great soundtrack from The Ferris Side to, like... Oh my god, I'm trying to think of what's that. Um Souls of Mischief, like had a, gr- or a great or great soundtrack that I used to listen to on Spotify all the time. So yeah, man, it's A twenty four, I think we all yeah, we are that generation that's kinda of like that kind of our kind our you generation of like filmmaking and storytelling and stories that we can all kind of like they're very timeless. No matter what came out ten years ago or coming out tomorrow, or whatever. They're very timeless in its own way. I think it's very cool that they're kind of like still striving and Even though, you know, everything all at once was a huge Oscar win for A24, like I said, Moonlight was the first one that kind of did that. And I think thanks to Moonlight and thanks to Barry Jenkins and his direction in that movie so well that that movie definitely paved the way for more stories like that, for more filmmakers like Barry Jenkins, for more kind of like very heartfelt and and very just beautifully shot movies that A24 kind of have like more of like a more of like a um, platform to like Produce their mm-hmm. movies, distribute their movies. You know, have more options to like. Hey, yeah, we want to get this person back in. We want to get this person in. We want to give this person this this kind of the story or tell us your story. And I think they're very really doing well. Or like, look at Euphoria and Beef. Euphoria and Beef are two A24 shows that are just really again have a diverse, both super diverse cast. They are very. They're very raw and they're very kind of like in your face of like, yeah, this is like you haven't seen shit like this before ever. I mean, look at Euphoria. I mean, Euphoria is a very like, yeah, you ain't seen this shit ever. Hey, <laughs> you, show you like that, man. That, Yo, that's Euphoria. That is bro, guilty pleasure, man. Fun, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> God, dude. Euphoria, man.
2: I, uh, I, I recommend I it, dude. I watched the first season. I fell in love with it. I told Doug right away. I was like, bro, you have to watch Euphoria. Like, I Doug. fucking love Euphoria. This shit I, I was not get enough Fire. for that shit man i was watching like three five episodes at a time
3: bro like after work and i got off work at like ten o'clock at night i woke up, i was like I
2: need, I need to
3: find out what happened to ruin everybody man i was like oh Facts. my God. this Go is on, too much man. you're like yo fuck first episode those. The, dude the ending of that first episode the 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 series premiere like that's how you do it because it introduced like all the shit and all the drama and stuff like that and then it let it leaves yeah. off from of, like oh oh this person is gonna have some serious beef with this person and you know in a way that you wouldn't expect and it was like oh and they do that like every episode man that's a little yeah, tangible they, sorry, but that's just oh my gosh yeah i love that show and i can't wait for season very, three
2: they have a very diverse way of filming it especially with like the effects effects yeah. because remember the first episode when she got like high off of something she starts crawling on the wall yeah, walking dude, like, on the ceiling and then like going visually, in a circle but keeping people where they are I'm just yeah. like yo that's so fucking mm-hmm. sick. Like, even my,
3: my roommate Jake man like he's he knows generally about the show he's like I don't know man like the subject matter I, I don't it just doesn't really like interest me like that but I'm like okay bro bro like just from like a visual filmmaking perspective like mm-hmm. you, you gotta watch it for that because again like the visuals the way they light the scenes sometimes there was and uh, Joel you, you brought up um like like drug use a little bit and how they kind of visualize that. There was one scene where it was it was Zendaya's character and Hunter Schaefer's character and Zendaya specifically in this scene was high and Hunter Schaefer's character, I remember she had like um it was like glitter kind of teardrops painted onto her face, but from Zendaya's perspective it looked like her whole face was just covered in like this purple glitter and it was purple lights. And it was just like Huh, like I never would have thought to to, like film a scene like that you know what i mean like it's just like it's a visual spectacle bro and uh, yeah that's, that's why i love it that i'm, I'm gonna leave it there yeah no,
1: no i mean i wouldn't I want add, <laughs> you know, add, in, add into that i mean you know when it comes down to your four the, the great thing about it is you know um about that show you know since you know um uh um it takes place you know in in, in high school and everything like that you know um uh the, they filmed a way where, you know, um, uh, whatchamacallit, you know, uh, the, your experience in high school, because your experience in high school are, are super enhanced in terms of the mm-hmm. way you feel or the way, you know, um, in terms of uh, your feelings or whatever that might be and everything like that. You know, they wanted to make sure in terms of the actual visuals that, you know, the feeling was, was, um, was, 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 uh, was visual as well. You know, in terms of when euphoria, when uh when uh, Wu's character, you know, takes a hit and whatnot, mm-hmm. they wanted that to feel very much real. If that's you know, zooming in or panning in and out or whatever into the camera, into you know, mm-hmm. Wu's face or whatever, or literally, you know, um having her crawl on walls or whatever that might be, like Spider-Man, you know, they they really wanted to um you know, um, capitalize on that sort of like a feeling, you know, or if you're in love with somebody, you know, very, very much, you know, um, uh, you know, like Rue and and her girlfriend and everything like that, they wanted to make sure that that visual was also enhanced as great as possible, you know, with the lens choice that they were able to use and everything like that. That was also really, really unique. Um, You know, that dude, Sam, you know, um, uh, you know, he did he did a good number. You know, on choosing the right people to make sure that they were able to capitalize on on the visuals for that show and for season two, they did it even, you know, even better. They weren't as yeah. super super hyper about it, you know, but it, it felt more grounded, but it was still there, you know, that high of, you know, being in high school and everything like that and, and showing it in a very sort of like a dramatic and visual way, you know, was, um, you know, was definitely, you know, laid laid to the ground.
2: yeah Yeah, i i think the the reason why i think this is really good why they're not hyper for high school is because they're what juniors right zendaya's friend group they're juniors uh i think so were they yeah they're around juniors so around that time that fucking you know that hyperness dies but i also love the (laughs) actresses the actresses carried heavily, especially yeah. Zendaya, because her character overall went through so much emotions and yeah. different variation of range. And so those are mm-hmm. really good. And let's not forget. Uh, what's her name? Sydney Sweeney. Right. That's her name. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Her I character was Sydney Sweeney. Yeah, she's great. Like it shows that like bipolarness of some high school girls, you know, that just where you, you know, I don't mean I said some high school girls because we, you know, every high school has that one like popular crazy bitch (laughs) that (laughs) that you're just like Jesus. Christ okay but I can understand why that guy's with you, you know what I mean like where it's just sort of uh-huh. like this craziness of like you know what I mean where yeah, like yeah. the fantasy of love you know in high school that's so heightened you know yeah the, the love is such for everyone is such like you know it's movie-esque you know you think this is how love really wants but in reality it's really fucked yeah that's a a good point it shows high school relationships so well in in the second season because you know a lot of guys and a lot of girls are toxic for each other they Mm love each other they kept breaking up get back together like uh, they were abusive towards each other like a lot of times where it's just like yo this is not okay but
3: i think I think it's more so oh. they think that they're in love with each other, like. But know yes, yeah, like remember yes. they have all these, um, not experiences, but they have all these like hormones raging, and it's like, well, yes, I'm gonna just exactly. go sneak out and you know, chill out with my lady, and you know, this is love because I have these intense emotions for you, but it's not,
2: it's not healthy. Like, as, as inten- yeah.
3: It's it's not healthy exactly. You, you you even said it a couple minutes ago. Like it's toxic. Like just because you're you know part that's of my language to say that. this, just because you're bricked up for someone does not mean that it's true love. Like. <laughs> right like, you just kind of like you know it's it's all this shit like you know you kind of you don't know like how to deal with it and it just expresses itself like that but because they don't they might not be um as emotionally intelligent as maybe like adults typically or something like that they think they know what's going on but also like right. they're not talking to like their family or their parents about it so there's right. so like on that level they also just don't know like what exactly am I feeling, and da-da-da-da-da, and, and it's, like, all this toxic stuff going on, so, yeah, I, th- I think they, they yeah. did a good job of portraying that. It's a though
0: yeah. man. I you're hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Dude,
2: it's, uh, Euphoria okay, is such a great show. Sadly, so like, um, they canceled it, uh, but, like, they, it did so well, you know, to show high school, show different emotions, and, you know, like Moses said, work with such amazing work with camera and everything, and, and you know, it's such a one-of-a-kind thing, like, there's no other show like Euphoria, you know what I mean? Like, I've watched high school shows where I'm just like, oh, God, like, We're after a few, like, together. right? <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> where you just, w- where they're trying to be dramatic, and you're just like, what type of bullshit is this? Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Where you're just music. like, I'm taking this <laughs> off. I, I need a, I
1: I need a clean so my what what eyes with bleach. I think the only show they can probably you know compare and everything like that you know with you know with not say we compare you know but in terms of you know like um you know like the hype or whatever was uh you know was was the, the grassi. I know this is a whole different you know production um, um now with Drake
3: um, you talking about that show with Drake. I can't. I can't speak on it just because um I haven't seen it, so I don't have anything like okay. good or bad to say. Whatever though. it takes. I like the
2: grassy, Bro. That shit was takes, so like no offense to that. white people, but that shit was white as fuck. That was that suburban
0: white. you're hey, just hey, like hey, we hey, do not no. have
2: that. Same. I will say though, you no, grew
0: up in the same Doug. It's I'm different. Kidding, I'm white. kidding. I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. like, even all
2: the minority characters were white as shit, bro. Like. That's how white that show was. I couldn't yeah, watch man. it.
0: That show gave us Drake, man. Come on, no. Watch, <laughs> watch him Drake. out, bro. Watch him
2: cool out. Man. The dude from is now rapping and it was a little <laughs> sus, yeah.
1: Uh, but uh, but yeah, man. I mean, you know, uh, they're definitely gonna bring in more shows. I gotta watch beef. You know, to us. Oh well. yeah, beefs really. I, really heard, I, beef's
2: I was really watching good. it. I still. It's good. It. It's yeah. strange. It's, it's good, tra- but strange. twenty four. It's very a twenty four. It's very a twenty four. They did yeah. well, and what's great about it is that it's a diverse cast of multiple mm-hmm. Asian culture backgrounds. Mm-hmm. You know, Japanese, mm-hmm. really Korean. Cool thing, yeah, you know, it was really cool. Yeah. yeah I
1: kinda, I kinda, That's I kinda, a fact. Yeah. I kind of stopped, you know, watching. And that's exactly stop, but you know, I was I was watching, you know, like a series, you know, that just sort of like I ended and everything like that. I kind of stopped watching, you know, shows for a couple like a uh, for like two or three weeks, you know, because I'm in my right. like movie train train a little bit. <laughs> Me I mean, too. I know, marathon. and am watching a lot of movies, but you know, probably in another week or so, I'm probably gonna hop on and you know, uh, you know, watch that show uh, Beef on Netflix and everything like that. Um, yeah, you know. Any, so, um, um but, but yeah,
0: there's a, there's a 24 show that I won't put in your radars. You guys, it's coming out. It's uh, coming out in June. Uh, it's this show's been, this show's been in like the works for almost two years now, which is crazy. It's, uh, the, the guys who made euphoria, it's called the idol with the weekend. Yo,
3: I've been seeing the trailers for that, man. I've heard I'm the show on that
1: crazy. I've heard the show is ridiculous. <laughs> I've heard, I've heard some, I've heard some like stuff about it, man. I did
0: too, dude.
1: I dude, too. I this <laughs> is
2: the first time I'm hearing about this. Wait, right. what did y'all
0: hear honest.
1: about it? What's, what's so crazy about it? Because I've
0: only seen the the couple of trailers.
1: Yeah, maybe but, like you know, like some some more, the more on like the like the you know like realistic aspect of filmmaking, right? Really? You know, and how mm-hmm. um how how uh neg- negative you know the the, the director it how much how much you know yeah basically you know how negative uh reactions you know the audience are basically you know uh you know having towards you know the filmmaker um i guess himself and how he basically portrayed you know uh the the you know the lead character um and everything um yeah uh but stuff like that you know you'll basically be able to see what you know what what people were talking about in the actual show, but you know, um, they 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 literally that that was it's uh, that show was originally supposed to be a film. Yeah, and it it came, out yeah. It came out last year. Yeah, come out last
0: year. It's been postponed a lot, and you know, to, I'm gonna pick it What you said too, Moses. Yes, yeah, so what I've heard is that they shot the show like a year or two ago, whatever. And for 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 to, for Joelle, for our listeners, and for you too, Nick, the show is about basically like a modern day cult leader in LA, played by the weekend. It kind of like he's kind of, he kind of kind of gets roped in this kind of this like rising pop star, and he kind of like he kind of lures her into like his world of like cultness, whatever, and you know weirdness of being a modern day cult all in L.A. They kind of drink within show business what whatsoever. And to Moses' point exactly. So what I, heard, what I heard too is that HBO shot this show. The guy who created Euphoria and directed Euphoria, Sam Levinson, was part of it. Mm-hmm. And the, apparently, shot they shot a lot of the show apparently. And to, to Moses' point, yeah, like what he said is that they tested the show. They had a lot of you know feedback, and the show tested like poorly, like very, hmm. very, 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 very poorly. Damn, and I so, can't wait to see it then. I, no, me too, dude. I <laughs> sign us up. So, so anyway, so then they brought in Sam Levinson. He was like, well, "I'm gonna reshoot everything, basically Not everything, but like most of everything off." They sold and they, they fired the girl that directed most of the episodes. They brought, spent a lot of money on the show to like reshoot and re edit and kind of restructure the show a lot.
1: 90 mil. Like, 90 mil, yeah, dude. That's great for a show. For a show. For a non Marvel
0: TV show. 90
2: mil for a show. That's crazy. Yeah,
0: dude. Exactly, most 90, 90 mil. And, and so they had to restructure the show basically. And then people came out saying, like, oh, the show is like torture porn. It's very graphic. It's very more than euphoria. And then The weekend came out saying, no, nah, y'all are lying. This shit, it, it ain't <laughs> like that. But again, it's is the weekend is the weekend protecting his brand, protecting his show, or, or is he kind of tell, is he telling the truth, or is it like because some Rolling Stone article came out and War, the girl was saying like oh, well, after the show, whatever, and then people came out saying no, that wasn't true, this wasn't true, this wasn't true, and then uh, uh, Dre D- Depp's daughter is the main lead of the the main lead girl in the, in the show, and she came oh, out oh. too saying L- Lily Rose
3: Depp is her name,
0: right? Yes, and so she came out oh, okay. saying like oh, like. No, I love Sam Levinson. I work with him anytime of the week. And then the weekend the Weeknd came out saying, This is my show, man. I think, he, I think he created and produced it as well. He's like, No, I'm defending the show whatsoever. Oh, did we piss you off? Ooh, boo hoo. He was kinda he was kind of talking critic. He was kinda like going after critics. He was kind of antagonizing critics like, oh boo hoo, what was me kind of bullshit. And he was kinda like, he was calling them out. So
3: yeah, I mean, I, I kind of get it. Like, you're always going to protect your own your own brand and your own project it, and everything right. like that. But at the same time, I, just me personally, I'm, I'm starting to get a little bit more like pessimistic in my older age. Like, it seems like more and more like people in Hollywood and people in high positions like that—they're always going to kind of, you know, bend the truth a little bit. And I right. I I get the feeling more often than not that things aren't always what they seem with, with certain people. I'm not right. saying specifically, like, everybody on this show is, like, on some, on some nonsense or, or, like, lying or anything like that. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I don't know because I'm not there and people in that industry and in those positions have, have lied about that kind of stuff before. For but... Sure. It's about that time. I got to be up kind of early uh, tomorrow, fellas, man. I'm about to, I got me some red wine. Got me a little bubble bath going. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to get me a nice little <laughs> foot massage in the back scratcher.
0: Um, so I'm going to have to hop up yeah, <laughs> I hope
1: you're going to hop out, too, as well, you know, like uh, at 8.20. So.
0: They're good, man. They're good. No, don't, worry, don't worry about it, oh, hey, man. We'll see you next week, my boy. Man, thanks for hopping out. Oh, wait, before you go. Wait, before you go. As Is always, it tough for one-on-one? One-on-ones, yes. For your one-on-ones and where they can find you all on social media yes indeed okay so first off for for
3: the movie portion of my one-on-one um i would say it's this movie called the fountain <laughs> with uh with hugh jackman and with okay, rachel buddy. weiss and uh I, th- I think that's it and just before i even like get into it just like a little bit of trivia originally i uh, it was supposed to be brad pitt and i think kate blanchett as as mm-hmm. these two roles but um the movie itself it's it's kind of three stories. It's one, one story that takes place in either the 1500s or the 1600s. And it's uh, it's Hugh Jackman, and he's a, he's a conquistador, and he's hired by his queen, I think, uh, played by Rachel Weiss. And she sends him to go find the fountain of youth. So that's that story. And then the the third story is also Hugh Jackman and Rachel Weiss. But uh, in this story, it's it takes place in 2005 and he's a doctor and she's she kind of becomes his patient but she's all they're also like married but um she gets sick and it's it's him trying to heal her and then the third story takes place in the year uh 2500 and it's just hugh jackman alone it, like in a bubble in space and there, there's a tree in the bubble and they're there he's basically traveling through space so it's it's three stories but it's each uh each uh, set of characters are they're, they're both they're all played by uh, rachel weiss and hugh jackman and it's directed by darren aronofsky who directed requiem for a dream and uh the whale Noah. so it's a i'm gonna leave it at that i would definitely recommend it oh mother, that's right. I knew I was missing one, but it's it's a great movie. It's one of my favorites um so that's that's the movie portion and for the for the TV show portion, I would say i would rec- I would say the show is sure Sherlock. it's a it was a BBC show uh, sure. Benedict cumberbatch, Martin Freeman, um the guys that created this ver- this show um I think they also worked on Doctor Who a little bit um Steven. Moffat, I I think is how you pronounce his name. And it was another gentleman who I'm embarrassed to say, uh, I don't remember his name, but he is also on the show. But it's uh the way that they portray Sherlock Holmes is very interesting because they portray him as kind of well not kind of literally a sociopath. Like he just rubs everybody the wrong way, and even some people are kind of like like some people think that he might be in on like the crimes every now and then because it's like, well, how can you be this like deductive and this intuitive about uh, this crime scene. If you weren't here, the only way you would you would be able to like know this, this, and that about it would be um, if you actually were part of the crime. But um, it's it's a really good show. It was only four seasons. Each season is like three episodes, but each episode is like an hour and a half. But so yeah, so I would I would recommend that show and that film. And uh, you can find me um, on Instagram at Donning Vision and on YouTube at Donning Vision. And also you can find the Donning Vision podcast. Anywhere you can find podcasts. So yeah, I've been Nick Johnson. Um, looking forward to to next Thursday when we can do this, man. I love doing this with you guys, Moses. Nice to hear from you again. Nice to hear from everybody. I love you guys. Appreciate y'all.
0: I love you, brother. Be safe, All right, man. Have a good one. Thank you, bro. You too. Uh, All right, man. peace. What a guy, man. What a gentleman he is. <laughs> um gentleman, he is man well, <laughs> always, yeah. always, bring, always bring the always bring in the always bring in the hype <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man um so anyway so yeah for you're hopping off real soon too moses but uh, i want to give my quick i'm gonna my little review of uh a Bose afraid 824 actually Bose afraid uh yeah. review so uh yeah instead of getting the show i went to this IMAX screening with uh my girlfriend zeta on tuesday and uh, you were, again, I'm not the biggest Ari Aster fan. You know, he did Hereditary, he did Thinking About the Johnsons, and he did uh, Midsummer, uh, I Midsummer, like It was fine. summer' was kind of fine. I haven't seen Hereditary. I heard it's really messed up. And I, his short film, uh, Thinking About the Johnsons, was very really messed up, too. So I was like, going in, I'm like, all right, I her, heard more like a horror comedy. It's very, like, not like Hereditary in Midsummer. And I love Walking Phoenix. And I was like, all right, so I'm going to give it a chance. Well, first off, I was like, wait, why is the A24 having an IMAX screening? That's so kind of bizarre. You have them at, like, Somalo, like, Harkins or Regal or AMC, whatever. So, I'm all right, that's strange. When we starts off, and I'm like, oh, interesting. This is the first A24 movie shot in IMAX format. And I said, huh, that's very cool that he shot it this way. It's, it's in the full, it's in the full 190, 190, uh, one nine zero one nine zero one IMAX ratio. Not, 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 not the full 143 that Jordan Peele shot Nope on or Chris Nolan yeah. shoots his movies on, but it was still 190, which is still the IMAX format. I'm like, oh well, that's cool. Never seen an a movie with that. I knew going in, it was like three hours and five minutes. I'm like, it's a very long movie. Let's see how that plays. I'll, I'll tell you this. The first hour of this movie, I said, yo, I'm into this a lot. I like this is it's weirdly funny. It's very funny, but very dark, Really like kind of like dark humor, like very, very dark humor, where it's like it's like you're uncomfortable, but you're laughing at it in, in a way, and you're like, all right, this is what it is. <laughs> an hour and a half, an hour, an hour and a half goes by, and I'm like, uh, okay, okay, where are we going with this? And Zeta, Zeta next, next to me, she goes, How long do we have left? I'm like, Oh, we have another two, another hour, another hour and a half, and she goes, Damn, she goes. Damn, <laughs> and I was like, uh, and I was like, yeah, we more to this. And I was like, all right, we're, we'll stick with this for the long run. And then the and then the movie hits the second act, and then it lost both Zeta and myself. We're like, okay, it's going here. I'll tell you what, man, Walking Phoenix proves why he's one of the best actors working today, man. Oh my god, this man can act his ass off. It's like you're seeing just like a just a phenomenal actor, just like kind of be tortured for three hours and you're just like oh my god he's bringing so much emotion and depth and range to this performance so i'm like all right well i'm watching for him (laughs) the movie keeps going and it it goes from what you thought was going to be to like what the hell am i watching and i put this in my out of the theater reaction the other day I I got a pooped on in the comments, like you don't understand this movie. You don't understand. You don't like his movies. I'm like, no, 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 no. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I said this movie was not for me, just because I didn't know what the fuck I was watching.
1: Hmm.
0: <laughs> like, like the entire time, I'm like, and also I was like, I was getting anxious watching this, like kind of like these weird things happen. And so, again, okay, I don't want to like to to simplify this movie and its, its very complexity. The movie is literally Walking Phoenix is a very troubled older man who has anxiety a lot of like you know he's very anxious you know he's, he's very close to his mom and then one day his mom abruptly dies out of the nowhere very weirdly and then his la- his, his mom's last wish was to hit, for him to like go to the funeral to, con- to kind of, like, conduct the funeral and it's basically his journey trying to get to his mom's funeral but literally the most weirdest the most absurd the most disturbing things happen to this man just to get to his mom's funeral which is only six hours away by by car, and no matter what he does and how he gets there, it's he's he's just he's just literally like he's mentally tortured for the, for the entire like journey to get to his mother's house. Wow. And it's very it's very unsettling. Like his other movies, very unsettling. And you know i i it's hard to like compare what this kind of movie is because like, it's it's very original it's very original. I'll give it that it's very original to like eight twenty four doing the weird thing doing Ari Aster's thing <laughs> but at the, it's the the same time I just felt very like not sick, but I felt very uneasy watching this movie where I'm like it's not as uneasy as it was midsummer, but things happen in this movie where you're just like Ugh, like oh, boy, and it just. And I think it's three hours way too long. I don't know why this movie three hours long. It's very kind of like, you know, Moses. When filmmakers kind of like show, look at me, I'm this filmmaker. My movie's three hours long. It's like, but yeah. why? But, but like, why? Like, we get it, you're a good filmmaker, but, 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 what? Yeah, but, for, but for why?
1: Not good.
0: Wait, what's up? I said Scorsese. <laughs> no, 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 literally no. I I can compare. Yeah, and also Scorsese praised this movie too. And I was like, bro, what were you watching, Mister Irishman? I was like, what were the hell were you watching? Because I'm like. I, I, maybe not for me, but anyway, it's it's a very. If you're gonna watch this movie, I, I, I advise going in if not knowing much, if you can. But also be prepared. It is three hours long. It is very, very long, and mm-hmm. you feel the three hours for sure. Like I said, yeah. the first hour, hour and a half, I'm like, I'm into this. I'm liking this a lot. It's very weird, but I, I kind of like how weird it is. It's very, it's very kind of hypnotizing in a way of like watching the like watching walk, walking, what walking things going through as a as a character the weird world around him. But the, the thing I will say about this movie is this movie's three hours long, things happen left and right, this movie kind of goes nowhere towards the end, and there's no explanation for what you just watched. Mm. There's no explanation for what you would just watch, and you know, to what Joel said earlier, too, is that my girlfriend, who's a big A24 fan, as well, Ada loves these movies, loves, she likes, she likes Summer a lot, she likes her at Terry. When the movie ends, she goes, man, this mo- I, she goes, man, fuck this movie. <laughs> <laughs> And she and she's literally like, yeah, like it was, it, I, feel, I, I kind of felt bad. She kind of felt sick towards the end of the movie, and she was like, "We need, we need to go home right now." And I said, mm. all, 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 "All right." And it just it just leaves you kind of with a knot in your stomach, not like uncut gems, Moses or Joe, like that kind of knot. It's very just you're sitting there, kind of feeling like queasy, mm. not in a good way. And like I said, the, my biggest problem with the movie was that the biggest problem with the movie is that it's three hours of this weird odyssey journey of this man's life, and it goes nowhere. And nothing's explained of what you just watched. Like nothing is explained of what he went through, things that happened, things that like he meets, the people, the people he meets, the things that he encounters. There's no explanation whatsoever. It just ends with literally no explanation. The movie ends, and that's it. So if you're going to this movie, I recommend be prepared for a long movie PB4. And again, if you're going going blind, I would I would go in blind too. But be prepared for a three-hour movie of just like walking phoenix being kind of like mentally tortured for three hours so that's my review I- i've been trying to find the words to rate this movie give it a rating i now give am maybe like a four out of four four or five out of ten just because <laughs> of like the, the performance is very his performance is, is phenomenal he's outstanding damn and the, i do think that the camera work is yeah as a camera camera work kind of like uh appreciated that i am the camera work cinematography is awesome it's very it's very sh- it's shot really well it's shot really well it shot you know with great cut with cool cool like uh, camera tricks and kind of cool like lenses and you know angles but overall i just don't like being in a movie for 3 hours long a, a that long where it goes nowhere also there's no explanation cuz i feel when I leave the movie i feel frustrated cuz i'm like what the hell did i just watch and I, I know there'll probably be like a youtube analyst on this this week when it comes out but even that theater i just felt very dislike. Ugh, like, and it stuck with me into this day. I two days ago it still stuck with me because I'm like, ooh, like, I don't like, how the, I, I don't like how I feel after seeing this movie. <laughs> like, it's just very, like, the, ooh, I feel, I feel kind of gross watching this movie. So, that's my review of it. I don't want to stir anyone away from it. One when my, when of my good friends from high school was like, oh, man, I saw your reaction, man. I don't want to see it anymore. And I'm like, that wasn't my point. That wasn't my point. I'm saying that. I'm saying, <laughs> no, no, what you're in for because it's a very strange, strange three hour trip of a movie. <laughs> that kind of leads you nowhere <laughs> yeah
2: that is the first time i've ever heard that give a movie a four or five because it's hard for you to even like want to give them like a low score a lot of movies like the lowest you gave given is like a six six and yeah so like that's a that's a big, big thing to do for you to be like, nah, bro, like, it's going low.
0: <laughs> yeah, and like I said, I, I posted my out-of-theater reaction, and, I, I, and the comments were just like, oh, you don't understand, bro, you don't understand. And I'm like, okay, I did understand, because that was the point, because I don't know what the hell I just watched. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, a come, lot of people... At me.
2: So, the thing is, like, I feel like the thing about movies, yeah, you know, and...
0: I'm what's up? Yeah. yeah. Alright, before, before you go, before you go, quick one movie and one show recommendation and where they can find you?
1: Um, Could be anything. Uh, I, so I recently, um, you know, went to, I was recently working at this uh, film festival, uh, you know, called the TCL Film Festival. And, oh, cool. you know, a lot of classic, you know, um, TLC, I think that's what it's called, TLC. Uh, uh, you know, they show a lot of like old, classic films and everything like that, Hollywood classic movies. And uh, you have people like, you know, uh, Spielberg and, you know, um, uh, you have people like uh, um, uh, the director, I forgot his name, There Will Be Blood. He was there, you know, having a a little spiel towards uh, the end of of, uh, one of his, towards the end of their movies um, and everything like that. And, you know, uh, the one film that I was able to catch, um, because there's a lot of downtime for that for that gig that I worked on, it was you know send and deliver uh, it was a great it was a good movie you know uh the, the whole sort of like that story was about you know um it was based on the true story it was about basically this one teacher who basically brought in you know uh um a class and he wanted to prove to the higher ups in terms of you know um our charter schools and all that kind of stuff like that, that his public school and the more specifically his math class can also, you know, uh, compete and, uh, you know, pass their AP exam and everything like that. And, uh, it was based on that kind of story. It was based on the two story. And uh, it was really, really, really good. And, um, you know, you have, uh, you know, actors, uh, you know, like, um, like, uh, Louis diamond who was, uh in uh you know la bamba i uh, was in and everything oh, yeah. was really good so um yeah it was it was great it's a really really old old movie you know 1988 but it was really really enjoyable you know you, you learn something here and there but you know that's a film that i def- definitely recommend you can find me on instagram at um uh moses lawy you know that's that's it
3: <laughs> all right brother and uh,
1: and uh yeah you know that's uh, mainly it you know uh i'm glad i was able to you know return back and i uh, talked to my buddies and everything like that about movies and about you know shows here and there and you know um yeah so it was a good time
0: we missed you man welcome back to the show you know you're always welcome here you're you are one of the founding hosts no matter what no matter if you a week break few weeks break months break man you always have a host spot here for you man you know that
1: thank you so much man have a good
0: one, guys. Uh, right, brother. Love you, man. Be safe out there.
1: All right. I'll hey. see you soon. All right. Huh? See you next week. Yeah. You'll see me. Yes,
0: sir. All right, brother. <laughs> peace. All right. Peace, bro. Um,
2: yeah. Thank you, Moses. For the I forgot. Man. I was muted. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're good. You're good. Welcome yeah, back
2: to wellness <laughs> for Moses being uh, here. Yes. Uh, so. I are I gonna say uh yeah no it's like everyone has their own opinion about films it's fine it's cool uh i feel like some people are a little too hard on some people you know what i mean yeah it's like i'll watch a movie like midsummer i'll be like i, I- yeah, dude. Just got put that to the side. And never watch it again. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah. like, I'm just like this isn't a movie for me. And it's not that I can't get complexities of a lot of movies. Like there are movies that I've watched and you've watched, and you're just like, I have no idea what the fuck that was. No, literally, like, I had to explain it to you. You know, I do like complex movies. I really do. They're really good. There's just some where you're just like, ah. Oh, what the fuck like you know like i watched the lobster and i completely understood that, that was, and that movie had its own complexities there's also right. another movie i watched that was fucking weird i watched it it was sort of like the lobster where i forget what's called where these people think they're like animals and so they're sent to this like therapy type place you know what i mean like if you like you know the type of places where like if you try committing suicide like you get sent to them basically like the oh theater, yeah you know i mean the crazy house it was sort of something like that and so like yeah uh, anyways this is complex movies where you're just like what the fuck did i just watch you know what i mean
0: Dude, literally, I I kind of wish you read the screening with me because I feel like you would be you would laugh because you you would have laughed with me at the parts that were that were like kind of funny because it was pitched as a horror comedy, and I I think we both appreciate yeah. its hybrid genres like that. But once that kind of once that hour and a half mark hits, and you have another hour and a half left, Z and I were kind of just like, wow, like where's this going? And it just it just didn't it kind of went nowhere, and there's no like really like and there's no spoilers. No spoilers anybody, but it's just like there's no resolution, and I'm like. I don't get why people. I don't get why this is like kind of being praised of like, oh my, look how, look how amazing this is. I'm like, I, again, I appreciate it, it was original. The, the acting is phenomenal because Joaquin is, is a fucking fantastic actor. But I just don't like. I don't like being frustrated during movies. And at the end of the movie when it ended like that, I was like frustrated because I'm like, I don't know what I just watched. I kind of like it. Just gave me kind of just like a headache and it made Z, Z feel kind of sick. Unfortunately, and like I said, I put most of my athlete reaction on TikTok. And bro, I mean, I'm glad that, I'm glad that post is gaining attraction for the show. A hey, no, hey, good bad press is good press for the show. I'll, I'll say that. But yeah, dude, you, you see the comments on TikTok? You'll see. You're like people are like, you do you don't understand, man. You just like it's, it's, it's just this 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 and I'm like, oh, I should have kept my mouth shut.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah. I I really don't like comments certain things for just like you know like like I remember me and you watched Chirac and that was a fucking oh god. god awful fucking great reviews. we were like, we were like what the oh my fuck? god it's so good it's so amazing like they really captured it. I'm just like what the fuck were you watching
0: <laughs> like did yeah, you yeah, literally go into
2: the wrong film like this is a shit movie but you know that the was the only time to... we
0: ever walked into a movie dude we have never the walked the 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 movie. Time. One time. I've
2: never Walked out of a movie until then. So yeah. that was a shit. Like me, and you even watched, we didn't fully watch it, but we stayed for Zero Dark 30. Did we fall asleep? Not. Yes, no. but we didn't walk out. <laughs> like that movie Man. made us walk out. It was so bad. But, you know, everyone has their own opinion. Everyone, that's why we're doing this podcast. So if you enjoyed those movies, good on you. Do we agree with you? Absolutely not. Are you going to come for us? Go ahead, try. I got a gun.
0: Yeah, dude. It, <laughs> I, I I remember once watching Lucy.
2: Don't attack us for opinions, guys. We dude, we see through Lucy,
0: and may I remind you, Lucy got great reviews too. And we were like, we didn't see the same movie then because we saw a really shit movie. <laughs>
2: Oh my like, god! People loved that. That was, was
0: fucking shit. You know, you but people were clapping at the end, and you and I were like, "What movie did you just watch?" People were like laughing at the jokes, and you and I were like, "We were not laughing whatsoever." And, and I, remember, I don't care how young we
2: were, we still understood the jokes. They just we weren't were still fucking funny,
0: funny. funny. No, like at and, all.
2: Like the movie wasn't good either. Like it was very, it was, it was like a what? Is it, what are they called? It was like a Scientologist's wet dream, man. Oh my god! Yeah, dude, was shit.
0: Yeah, dude, I have
2: (laughs) nothing against people with different religions. Like, I don't care if you're atheist, Satanist. Like, I really don't give a shit. Uh, that that was just a shit movie,
0: (laughs) dude. It's, I really, I I mean, I don't want you you to watch this movie, This Bo is Afraid, but I kind of want you to watch it so I can see your reaction. Just because I feel like if you (sighs) were three hours, yeah, yeah, I I don't want to burden you with the three hour movie, but. I just, it's hard because like, <laughs> it was funny. People I have people at work.
2: on streaming. I have no money for a fucking going No, to trust various.
0: me. I, I would not have anyone pay for this movie. Trust me. I would not have anyone pay full price. Again, I love seeing movies on IMAX. I'm glad, I'm glad I did see the IMAX, but I would IMAX not have someone damn. pay. Yeah, it, again, what I said too, I give the movie credit for being the first a A24 movie to be shot in IMAX format. That's really cool. That's really cool because you see the is kind of leveling up now. they under on their on their kind of distribution of what you can see the movie in, and seeing that in A20, seeing mm. that in IMAX was an experience, not a great experience, but it was kind of cool with seeing really an 824 movie at, like that shot in IMAX because you don't you see more like the you know the Nope's and the Christopher Nolan and the No Way Homes mm. and you know DC whatever Marvel movie Luke, uh, Avatar Avatar seeing an IMAX it was cool seeing an original movie Nope oh, it, 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 it was in IMAX I it, open IMAX and that was cool seeing an IMAX but. It was cool seeing an 8.24 yeah. movie in IMAX. I never saw that before. But is it worth seeing in IMAX? If, if you really want to see this movie, I guess. But I wouldn't pay the 16 to 25 bucks to see an IMAX. If you were you, I would definitely see this at a matinee. If you really want to see this movie, be see it early as possible as you can. you want you, at three hours of your day, you're going to be out of there probably at midnight. If you see if you see it late at night, so I just to me just this wasn't the kind of movie that I was expecting. I knew going in it was going to be kind of like. A gamble of what, it, what, what it was gonna be, but like I said, man, it just—I've never seen Zayda get mad at a movie like this before. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's hard, that's, hard to crazy.
2: Do. <laughs> that's really hard to do for Zayda to be like, "Fuck this shit!" Like, <laughs> it's not that she loves movies; it's just a lot of movies that she you, like. You really have to like try to offend her, and yeah.
0: Play, man. The movie ended. She goes. Go in the car right now. I said, "All right." They, 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 the moment it says directed by whatever Ari Oster, She said, "Go in the car right now. Go in the car right now." So, all right. I, I even I even I didn't even film my out of theater action. I actually filmed it at my at my in my like parking lot of my car, apartment complex because she wanted to <laughs> go home so badly, and I was like, what? "Dude,
2: I, I fucking you. three hours, man. I want yeah, to sleep dude. in that fucking theater if nothing you. was really happening." At the, you after know me out, I, yeah, after, dude. I, I, after like after i hit like 23 bro i started falling asleep in movies like my dad
0: <laughs> no no i <laughs> will blame you man like i'm telling you like literally once i hit the hour and a half mark during my second act whatever it, it drags it drags it drags it uh, drags and
2: then fuck dude uh, i want to watch this shit
0: and then hey. literally, literally when the movie gets to the third act bro like it's kind of like, oh, it's ending. Nope, another half hour. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, dude. Like, it never ends. Never ends. And when uh... it, end, it ends abruptly, you're like, oh, this that was it. And people are sitting down when it was the tra- c- credits going on. I'm like, y'all not leaving? Like the movie ended like, I don't want to spoil people, this for right, anybody. I, but...
2: I don't understand certain people's views on films. Like, really, don't <laughs> they love like that I that I can guarantee I think... you that movie got great criticism. <laughs> Let I can me see. Guarantee
0: you. That- people got probably gave it great criticism. Let me see right now. I'm going to pull up on I'll pull it up on. Yeah, as of now this movie has a pretty good rating on Rotten Tomatoes as a good audience rating too. So 73 both Rotten and 73% fresh and 73% critic ratings. Like audience rating which is pretty good, but I think I think I think Hereditary and midsummer had like higher ratings yeah midsummer had oh, probably, 83 but
2: I, I didn't say like they had like astonishing i just said oh no no, no, no.
0: i know i know I know, what you, I know what you mean and it's to me it's like, I'm the top cause...
2: critic the top critic April 20, which is today says i can't say i enjoyed it much but i was fascinated throughout and that it is saying something a gonzo fantasia can be fun uh, yeah. another one said going by this Okem's Razor interpretation, the mere fact of this Caligua- Caligua- caligula-, caligula-, caligula-,
0: caligula Yeah.
2: Cal- Caligian pity, pity party part. existence <laughs> looks less like a showcase of narcissism and more of a creative individualism I'm like what the fuck are y'all talking about <laughs>
0: dude, I'm telling you, people were clapping when the movie ended and I said, what? We didn't see the same movie then because I was like, this is why this podcast exists.' this
2: because we, I feel like right, we right. don't we have very different opinions compared to other people.
0: Oh, it's dude, very, like I said I'm being, here, I'll read some of the comments that from my from my Adult theater reaction. I was just like I posted it late after, after we got that movie and sure enough people were like, oh, you just don't understand I'm like, yeah. okay, here we go here we go, here we go. Yeah, there is, is the comments. Yeah, I, I don't care about comments really. Here you go. So guy said, "It's a really simple story. You just don't get it. Uh, you you got to watch it a <laughs> couple of times. The symbolism is oh, incredible God. and it's so clever." And I said, <laughs> what? "What are you?" T- I said, What's "What are you?" T- three I'm like, Did and I we said, "Watch what? a movie." And then what someone the said, go." Someone said, "There we, we go." Here we go. Someone said, go, "Someone says this wasn't orig- This wasn't an original movie." uh yeah it was i i yeah, don't think it was. Something like this what other
2: movie i can't stand people it, it reminded me of when uh when i was uh when i used to do events to get money before i had jobs you know what i mean uh you know i did like the anime events and stuff like that mm-hmm. and one of the anime events i was talking about a movie i forget what movie but i was like man i really loved the movie It's very creative like original and like you know like it wasn't um what is the word? Uh, predictable. And one of the, another volunteer, you know, we get paid for this anyways. But basically, another person that was doing the job uh, was like, That was such a predictable movie. I was like, What are you talking about? He was like, Man, that's super predictable. Like, I predicted that so fast. Da da da. It, it was like, Okay. And he, I think it was a movie we fucking hated where he was like, He was like, he was like, this movie is so amazing, blah, blah, blah. Like, you couldn't predict that at all. I was like, bro, I predicted that after watching five minutes of that fucking <laughs> film. I told my friend what would happen bit by bit, and I was fucking proven right. That movie's not that good. It's mm-hmm. super predictable. You know what I mean? But it's like, yeah, opinions, opinion, opinions, opinions. Uh, some opinions are wrong, though.
0: <laughs> Dude, I'm, t- I'm telling you, man. I, I almost posted this on our YouTube channel. I was like, you know what? I'm not going to do this because I feel like I'm going to probably get lit up in the comments. And I said, you know what? Oh, dude, I shouldn't care no, about comments, never. but I was like I, – I, I again, I post on TikTok. I post on Instagram. I said I might post on YouTube, but I know if I post on YouTube, all the Hereditary, Midsummer, Trent Dawson things would be like, oh, my god. This one, this one guy said some – guy, some guy, this, this was an A24 movie. This, this was an Ari Aster film. What the fuck does that mean? It is an A24 movie, you
2: you buffoon. It is an A24 movie because they produced it. Arya Aster made it.
0: And then the same guy. This guy commented four times and then commented on other people's comments. He said the way this movie is described is like Lord of the Rings but going to his mom's house. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) What? Absolutely not, dude. And again, okay, Lord of the uh, Rings, but going to his, his mom's house. What does
2: that even fucking mean? What does that
0: mean? You're, the fil- I, the I, filmmaker said, The filmmaker was like, This is like Bilbo Baggins' Odyssey and Lord of the Rings. And I said, Nah, bro. I, I said, I only Bill like Bill Lord of the Rings. I would not compare
2: this to. The of this. I
0: love Lord of the Rings. I and I then, here fucking... we go. The comment said, This guy said, same guy said, he goes, they did 824 didn't make this movie, they just they just distributed it. Jesus Christ, what is the generation gonna give filmmakers gonna get the credit they deserve, bro? 824 distributed it and and, and with the co production company on this movie, bro. What are you talking about, yeah. bro? This <laughs> was an twenty four movie, wait, the room.
2: that doesn't take away just because you're naming the production company, it does not take away from the directors. A lot of people talk about the production company and directors right afterwards, so you, yeah, bro, imbecile, I, fucking I, think or listen to to what someone has to say before you start commenting, being like, Oh my god because he yeah. produced it. You know what I mean? Like me and you when we talk about certain movies, we talk about the directors as well and characters and like actors and everything, we point things out. It is an A twenty four movie, it is under their bracket. They Produced.
0: It, produced it. it literally says on on their page we produced and distributed this movie, and like like most of his movies, like a Red Terry and Midsummer, he they did the same sure. thing. So I'm like, bro, what do you? And Zeta wrote the comment and comment. He goes, what does he mean by this? So I'm like, I asked the same thing. What does he mean by that? Because I don't know what the hell he's talking about. <laughs>
2: Also, uh, it's funny to see a lot of these midsummer people and stuff like that talk about like you don't understand it, blah, blah blah. But Zeta fucking hates it. And She yeah, loves midsummer. midsummer.
0: yeah, it? dude. She like, and she likes Friday Terry a lot too. So I'm like, I, and she just did not like. And she and she was pumped for this movie too. She goes, oh, we're going to a screening of like Bo was afraid. She loves everything eight twenty four. She goes, sign me up, dude. She was more excited than I was at the screening. And I was like, cool, great, and the oh, IMAX too. To Let's do. do it. Zeta does not like. Me. No, she likes. She, she loves the movie. yeah but
1: it's
0: it just it, want to go to a movie that's saying something
1: yeah so like I
0: said it, it, she she really uh, like I said it doesn't work for her so again uh, if you're going to see this movie be prepared for what you're going to go into like I said I would go to a matinee see it early because again three hours of your day it's a lot to go see plus trailers and stuff so be, Don't be prepared. be kiss man. ass. Be honest. Be honest. Be honest. So I'm looking forward to seeing what people say after this movie comes out. You know, wide this week. So because be we like
2: a lot of directors and we'll give those directors shit if the
0: movie shit. Yeah, no, yeah, we will. We will. Um. But anyway, man, you want to do our one-on-ones of the week? Sure. You want to start or I start this week? Uh, well, sure. I'll do, I'll do the honor starting off. So as always, as you probably heard, if, you, if you're new to the show, hello, welcome. Uh, we do, we end the show well, again when Nick and Moses hop off early cause they got to go to bed and have the Betty by time. Um, <laughs> now they have long work schedules uh, and both of them have a long work schedule. So. Um, uh, we do one-on-ones of the week. This was great. This was Joel's great idea. A while back when we started the show, is that we each give uh, one show recommendation as well as one film recommendation that you probably haven't seen before, or maybe you have seen before. And we give it kind of like if it's underrated or a movie that didn't get getting didn't get enough enough love when it came out, either on theaters or when it came out on streaming, or whatever. Um, so we kind of hope, we're trying to expand your knowledge of good shows and movies by giving you guys both. Every week, and every every week, uh, one show recommendation and one movie recommendation, and let's see for movie this week. I got for show actually. I'm gonna go with a good show I like called Ballers. It's on HBO uh, with The Rock. It's the guys who created Entourage, as well as Mark Wahlberg's producing it. It's about kind of like the behind-the-scenes look of, like, when you're a sports agent, when you're a sports manager, when you're a fo- we'll say football manager and football um, agent, and it's kind of like, as far as The Rock, as far as Denzel's kid, uh, John David Washington and Rob Corddry, and it's kind of set in Miami the first few seasons, and then they go to LA, and it's about, like, hey, I like the Kind of the craziness that goes beyond about the scenes about you know film agency. Oh, sorry, uh, sports agency, sports management, and kind of like you know control and you know handling your players, handling the players that want to like go clubbing, go crazy, you know, clean up after of the mess. The deals that kind of go behind the scenes of like becoming an agent, becoming a uh, sports agent. You know, getting them good deals, trying to get back into the league. You know, trying to be trying to stay relevant in this league. That kind of after you're, after you're old, you're kind of forgotten after a while, unless you're a big Hall of Famer, or unless you're. You know, owning a team, whatever. So it's a it's a comedy, but it has a lot of dramatic, a lot of, more of a dramedy. A lot of funny moments, though, for sure. And the first two or three seasons are pretty damn good. Really good writing. It's it's fun to see The Rock not be like you know macho The Rock, not like you know Fast and Furious Rock or you know Jumanji Rock, and it's and it's fun. And it's fun seeing it's fun seeing him in a non kind of like that kind of role. So super funny. I recommend it. it's on HBO Max. Uh, it came out I want to say it was like I think it ran from 2015 to like 2018, 2019. So last season's okay, but it's uh still a, still worth the watch. Seeing and for my movie this week, you know, I was kind of like trying to watch some things I haven't seen in a while. I have movies that I, that I appreciate that I like, um, you know, I might go with actually a movie that you, you showed me actually, if you during the, during the pandemic, which was Spike Lee's Inside Man with Denzel Washington.
2: Oh, uh, bro, that took you shit. That took you forever. I recommended that back <laughs> in high school. Yeah, dude, you're like, oh, I don't no, about it. And I was like, bro, this is your type of movie. And it was, I was thought of you. Like, dude, I'm so bad. It took you. It didn't take you as long as fucking
0: me on the Vines, but it took you a while. I was like, you know what? And I remember you told me, like, bro, it's on it's on Netflix. It was during the pandemic. I watched it. Oh, bro, it's on Netflix. Got to watch it. And I I at night I watched it. Took, took some notes. And you know, Spike Lee for me is a very he's a great filmmaker. That always movies kind of work for me. Shirek. Um,
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree with I, you there.
0: I, I do love stuff he does with Denzel or Denzel's kid or he does stuff with like kind of uh, up and coming actors. I really mm-hmm. do love. I do love do the right thing. I do love Black Klansmen. I really like this. I love this movie a lot too because you know, Inside Man wasn't kind of like. Typical Spike Lee. It was like him taking on a thriller, like a thriller about like uh, robbery and bank and bank heist. But you know this movie's very smart. Put a
2: really good spin on it, by the way.
0: Yes, exactly. The movie's more not about the heist, about, about bank robbery. It's more about like just the heist itself and like the kind of like character study of like. Uh, a bank robber and kind of the psyche he goes through, as well as kind of like Denzel trying to like, who's like the de- who's the, de- who's the de- detective on the case, trying to like figure out how to break this guy from the inside. You know how how do I get how do I get through with this guy? And this movie is kind of like kind of like smoke and mirrors of like it's not what you it's not what you think it is. There's more to the story than you think, and it's very it's very it's very well written. It's very. Uh, uh, really well directed by Spike Lee because it really shows like kind of like a cop and robbers kind of thing, but there's more to it than, than this. About, oh, another another bank heist, another robbery movie. No, there's more to it because it's more, it's more of a character study of like the good guys and the bad guys. And you know, again, I don't want to spoil anything for you, for our listeners if you haven't seen it, but it's a very good study of like this. Like, hey, when things when this goes down, it's set in it's set in Manhattan, and you know the whole you know the whole the whole city's kind of like watching this the whole world's watching this now and like the more it escalates the more it gets kind of like more tension and it's up to denzel to really kind of like hey break this up g- control the situation If not it's going to be this is going to be worldwide news so it's a very good spike lee movie it's a very good movie in general. it's also a very good denzel performance so yeah man my movie this week's going to be inside man up to you my friend right uh
2: let me see. Okay. Uh I'm going to say a movie that came out on Netflix, I think 2019 or something like that. Uh when did it, two, 2017 actually. It's called it's still on Netflix, you can watch it. It's called um What Happened to Monday. Uh is an intriguing film about uh septuplets that are in a futuristic world where uh there is a strict rule of only one child. And they are raised and named after days of the week when they can go out. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, those are the kids that can go out. You know, well, not kids, but one of them can go out and, you know, they grow up as an adult and one of them one of them disappears Monday, obviously. Uh, And so they (laughs) try to figure out what happened to her. It's a very interesting movie, really cool. Uh, each character has their own personalities. Uh, a lot of great actors in this, like Willem Dafoe, and you know we are big Willem Dafoe fans on this podcast. We love that man. I love Willem so Dafoe. Uh, the main yeah, actress who plays fan. the... Se- <laughs> 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 so the main actress who plays the sect helpless, uh Numi Rapace... She's been in movies like uh, The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo and a lot of other things as well. So, you know, uh, if her name doesn't ring a bell, once you see her, you'll be like, oh, okay. Um, so it's, I feel like it's a really good movie. I'd give it about a... I'd give it an eight, it's a really, it's an enjoyable movie. Very different from you know other futuristic films in sort of a in, intriguing way. And uh, she does so great giving these characters different personalities and understanding like, all right, that's this is that person, that's that one. So really cool. I really like it. The show I'm gonna say it's not. It's actually a pretty eh, sort of popular show. It's surprisingly is a Canadian comedy. It's called Letter Kenny. I fucking love the show. It's basically, it's basically like, it's basically like a show like How I Met Your Mother, but country bumpkins. You know what I mean? And I <laughs> and I don't mean that in a like a rude way. Like they're super country. Like they're canadian obviously and it's it's like canadian humor but it's like hilarious throughout and there's several seasons the characters are great and it's just an amazing show to watch i highly recommend it it's on hulu go watch it look up the letter kenny it's just fucking hilarious where just these friends it, it's not really narrated by the way so if you're expecting like oh, okay but it's like these like country friends in canada you know living their life and getting up to like misadventures <laughs> and it's really good and i love the show so yeah definitely go and give larry k watch on hulu what we'll happened mondays on netflix uh so yeah those are my one and ones
0: nice i remember seeing welcome to, Mon- uh, welcome to monday when it came out I was pretty good i remember people like i don't know what it was it's one of those movies that like that we saw and that no one else really saw and i feel like kind of like under that radar because it was kind of like when Netflix kind of figuring out like the original movies they were kind of more focused on more focused on their shows than movies at the time but that's a good movie good cast man really good cast too and it's sad that we yeah. didn't like get the uh attention it deserved, but this is why it's our show our show we tell you stuff like this we give you movies about we tell you about movies like this because we try to get try to educate. Are the film buffs the, or the community who listen to our show kind of like and the people and, that uh
2: and and uh, another group of people who have been turning away from movie theaters and movies because of the fandom uh you know ruining it and just sort of how people gatekeep we want to let you know that your opinion matters uh yeah, yeah we joke around that you know like i said like your opinion is wrong it, there is a wrong opinions. I'm gonna be honest, but I'm not, <laughs> I'm not gonna like gatekeep uh, things away from you guys. So you know, hopefully this gets you back into movies, enjoy, and not be afraid to talk about what you think about a movie. Like, like let's have this discussion. We might argue, but it's not gonna be like a yelling match. It's just gonna okay. be like a conversational argument. And I really do enjoy those too. So you know, be free, have your opinion, and go and enjoy a movie in the movie theater. Get away from people. If you don't like a shit ton of people, go early as fuck in the morning. They're well, cheaper, cheaper and hardly people go. Go in the morning. Movie theaters are great. It's Streaming's cheaper, cool too, but movie theaters are fucking fantastic. Yeah, man.
0: Yeah, but as always, guys, you can find, yeah. We'll thank you for listening to the show. If you again, if you're new to the show, welcome. Hope you enjoyed uh, the, the first like, taste of I'd the like show. To, like make a up?
2: shout out before sure. we close it out uh, this is for my friend my friend uh these are for the wisconsin people right the wisconsin listeners or viewers who are listening to this right now i have a friend who is a business owner in wisconsin uh the business is called bills moonstones and crystals so if you like moonstones crystals all that type of junk not junk, sorry not junk. West I speak is not the greatest at times like this. All that stuff, I don't know much about it, but my friend, who's the one of the owners, uh, does, and so, you know, if you're trying to get your crystals for a full moon or anything like that, definitely go check our shop. It's uh, it's at 325 North First Ave Suite B Wausau, Wisconsin. Uh... Can be found on Facebook, IG, and TikTok under Bill's Moonstones. All together, no caps. Uh, Premier source for Wisconsin moonstones, a rare deep blue form of moonstone formed and found in Wausau, Wisconsin after a volcanic implosion 1.5 billion years ago. Custom stone jewelry made in-house and by other local artists. Metaphysical... Crystal shop that has a focus on teaching and help empowering people to work with crystals. So, yeah, go, uh, all of my Wisconsin people go check it out, support my homie, and also, you know, get yourself some great crystals. I know that's super popular. I don't know not much about them, but, you know, I've looked at their products. They're pretty dope. So, yeah, that's all I had to say.
0: <laughs> get that sponsorship, man. Come on, what are you doing? Get that sp- <laughs> or, or that sponsorship, bro. <laughs> Maybe eventually,
2: yeah. Y'all g- give them enough money, they might sponsor our podcast. Hey, you never know. You know what I'm saying? You never know. Man. <laughs> that's <laughs> sponsorship, bro. Right? Sponsorship, exactly. Bro. Hey, um, if y'all want y'all businesses, shout out to, you know, y'all can sponsor us too. We're still looking for sponsors. You know, we scratch your back, you scratch ours. What's up? <laughs>
0: Oh, damn, it. <laughs> and, uh, help us out but uh again as always guys thank you for listening if again if you're new to the show welcome hope you enjoy this first episode of this first journey of our as Joel says the verbal journey into our love for movies and tv and entertainment um again like i said uh, again we're on spotify apple Podcasts, amazon music and google podcast uh hit that follow button hit that like button you know we have a new episode usually every friday i'll drop a bonus episode maybe on sundays monday sometimes when we're we have we have some good content going on, or things are we see a lot of movies or shows. So again, as always, hit that follow button, subscribe, leaves a rating, leaves a review. It helps the show out tremendously. Uh, again, you find you can find the show on can... Instagram. Uh, what's up?
2: Uh, I was going to say, uh, you got ahead. good day.
0: I'm sorry. <laughs> so, you're good. Uh, again, follow, you can find us on Instagram at New We Have New Productions. You can find my personal page at The Young Jones on Instagram. Give me a DM. You want to be on the show? Great. You're always, looking for, always welcome to guests and everyone's come up, talk about movies and shows for whatever. Again, on TikTok, be nice to us on TikTok. Now I'm, I'm trying to grow that as well for our reviews yes. and our reactions and updates or whatever. And a little sneak peek for you guys. Next week, we'll have Ray back on the show, which become Ray Ramundo, one of the. Uh, stars of uh, hey, Shotgun Weddings, he'll be back on the show next week talking about, you know, his more what he's doing post post that movie as well as kind of like content creation and what he's looking for the summer for movies and TV so he'll be back on there again, but uh, I give it to you, Joel, my friend. Where can they find you?
2: Uh, Yeah, you can find me on IG and twitch.tv at the OG Cuban Rican. You can use caps or not, whatever, don't matter. You'll still be able to find me. It's a pretty unique name. I'm the only one that has it to fucking, you know, fuck you if you're trying to steal it. Uh, (laughs) uh, But I haven't uploaded anything on Twitch. Uh, I haven't uploaded anything on Instagram yet uh, because I haven't uh, been. haven't had any gaming moments where i can clip it but uh you know definitely do follow that account uh and also follow my twitch stream if you want to watch me game or have a conversation with me while i game you know some background noise and just you know get the my opinions on more films and you know tv shows or just you know general conversation if you truly want to get to know me definitely uh, come check me out uh, if you're curious, if you don't want to do all that search, you can go to our Midway Avenue production Instagram. Uh, there's a link tree, and both my Instagram and Twitch are
1: both in that link tree. So go and click in the bio. that right in the link tree,
2: but you, know, you can find our other podcasts and uh, some other stuff in that link tree. So yeah. Uh, give us a follow, thank you for listening Uh, we love y'all
0: and we'll see you guys next week, cheers everybody deuces